welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Michael Zimovich. Back for round two. Wow, man. God, back after last week feels like we never left. I know. Time we're still flies. wearing the same clothes. <laughs> we're so gross, man. Haven't showered. I haven't showered since the last episode. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Same clothes, no deodorant, same thing. I actually haven't even moved out of the seat. Disgusting. I'm a disgusting human being. But today we're back, and we're talking rookie-wide receivers. To me, the creme de creme of this, this class. You know, this is where it's at for me this year. But again, kind of like the running backs like we talked about last week, there's like a small tier, and then there's everybody else. Huge gamblings. Yeah, I'm, 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 I almost feel the same way about the wide receivers as I do running backs. I just think there's just more wide receivers. There's more wide receivers that are just, eh, you know what I mean? Like, there's more. There's a bigger group of the guys that are, uh, all right, you know, preference oh, type. No, of. for sure. I feel like, same thing here, there's one above the rest in Laquan Treadwell. Love him. Love him a lot. But then I feel like after that, like instead of like Derrick Henry, I have Josh Dotson and Tyler Boyd, where I have both ahead of Henry. I feel more comfortable with than Henry. They're in a second tier, but I still feel good about them. You know what I mean? To me, it's a four-man class that I feel really good about. Like, not really good about, but that I like. And that's Ezekiel Elliott, Laquan Treadwell, Tyler Boyd, and Josh Dotson. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you there. I mean, there's a couple other guys that maybe... I like, but that's about it. Though. And then, there, then there's a then there's a drop off. Right? Yeah, there definitely is a drop off. So let's get right into it, Mike. Shall we? We shall. Number one, Laquan Treadwell, Ole Miss, six two, two hundred ten pounds. He's a beast. Coming out, he had another great year coming off his uh, 2014, where he broke his fibula and dislocated his ankle. That was bad stuff. That was gross. I was watching that game, actually. Yeah, it was really gross. Live. You, yeah, you told out. me about it. It was really, really gross. But Laquan Treadwell, to me, is... Like he's, like, scoring a touchdown, if I remember right, or something, like, flipping in the end zone, or something just completely crazy. And, and, and you knew he broke his leg right away. Yeah. Was, then you find out about his ankle, and you're like, yeah. grosser. It's like, oh, he dislocated his ankle, too. Like, oh, that sounds worse. Yeah, but it didn't stop him. No. He's still a beast. Right. Came right back. Came back. You know, he's the first SEC player to record 100-plus receiving yards and score a touchdown in five consecutive games. I didn't know that, but thanks for telling me. Now you do. Finished the year with 82 catches, 1,153 yards, and 11 touchdowns. One year after that big leg injury. He's big. He's muscular. He has long arms, large hands, which are extremely excellent. And he dominates the 50-50 balls. He has above-average body control. Great balance, power. He can outmuscle defenders. He's great after the catch. He does everything well. You can toss him a screen. He's going to get upfield. He has deceptive, deceptive speed because he takes really long strides. I mean, route running needs a little bit of work, but that's what every, you know, every rookie pretty much that's not named that's Amari Cooper needs route running work. That's when you're, like, that you're just like you know, something you're trying finding something to put under the weakness category. You're going to see tons of Des Bryant comps on this guy. Right, he's except for without the attitude. Yes, he's he's soft spoken, uh, but he's he's a baller, man. It's it's that simple. This guy he plays aggressive, he plays hard, he will block like no tomorrow, he will lay you out. He's huge. To me, 
out of all these receivers, he falls in the category of can't miss. Right, I agree, man. And to me, he'd be my number one guy. That's what you said last yeah. week. So, again, and you liked Laquan Treadwell since day one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So besides all those things I just nailed on, what do you love about Laquan? Well, came right in. He's been doing it from day one. You know what I mean? So he, I, all the things that you mentioned, I mean, he just he reminds me of, and I think I touched on this like a few episodes back, but like, um, you know, when you're talking about the risk reward or ceiling floor, you know, type thing, um, he's got a high ceiling to be a, a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL, I think. Correct. Um, you mentioned the Des Bryant comparison. Uh, but he's safe. Also, he's a safe pick. Like if you remember when you drafted Amari Cooper or when you drafted Julio Jones, you just knew like there's no way these guys are going to be. Even if they're not, even if there's someone that ends up doing better than them, like you know, Josh say, Dotson. Like say he's better, but still, Laquan Treadwell is going to be pretty freaking good yeah. like you're like it were like his worst case scenario is he's a wide receiver three for your team for the next six years yeah he's gonna be he's he's definitely gonna be a contributor for your team say i think he's gonna be high i think he's gonna be like amari cooper like come right in and be great i think so too because he's just so big and muscular he has the body type where he can come in and play day one i think i think i think he'll score touchdowns and i think that's where to put him into like at least wide receiver categories year one as a rookie something that you're going to be able to draft and feel good about right away right i i agree man you know so. and i feel like in the dynasty nerds league i'm getting pretty lucky where i have the third pick and the guy is number two desperately like he's good at receiver and he desperately needs a running back so he's taking a running back in number two which is going to force laquan treadwell to me and you know just makes me very happy yeah, I'd be stealing happy. i'd be happy about that too so again Almost like like last week when we talked about Ezekiel Elliott. Like, but there's not a lot, there's not a, like a whole lot to say besides dra- like if he's there, take him. Yeah, if he's there, you take him. And if you have one or two, I guess to boil down one or two, what do you need more? A receiver? Or do you need a running back? Yeah, exactly. If you need a running back, you take Ezekiel Elliott. If you need a receiver, you take Laquan Treadwell. Right. It's really that simple. If you don't need either, like we said last week, maybe take a Laquan Treadwell here because it's so deep at running back next year. Right, and like, and you would think just generally based on the position that they play that a wide receiver is going to last longer than a running back. Oh, yeah, you can get 10, 12 years out of a receiver. So, so like we said, Laquan Treadwell and Ezekiel Elliott, they're the both, two can't miss. Both doing it against elite competition in college. Correct. I mean, both, I mean, definitely Laquan Treadwell came right in and, you know, has been good since his freshman year, pretty yeah. much, you know, so... um yeah, I would you I'd, would you agree too? Where if you see anybody else rank, has their rankings differently, where they have anybody ahead of Ezekiel Elliott or Quan Treadwell, you should just dismiss them and they're just doing it for pub. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Doing it for pub, yeah, that's a yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't use that site if I was googling uh, dynasty rookie rankings and I saw someone ahead of him. Like, oh, this site's yeah, like, like Tyler Boyd's number one. You'd be like, no, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't buy that. Yeah, like I like Tyler Boyd. But he's not better than Laquan Treadwell. No, not even close. Right? Not, not at all. It, it's a it's a complete another tier. You're looking on up. He's looking on down. Yeah. So for me, it's again if I if you have the third pick in your rookie draft, it kind of sucks because like you have a really high draft pick, but there's still some gamble there. You know, I'm taking one of these receivers, Josh Dotson or Tyler Boyd. But at the same time, you're like, man, if I just had one higher pick, I could got Laquan Treadwell or Ezekiel Elliott. 
It's kind of like in most years, like if you're the third pick, you're still getting a really good player. This year, you're taking more of a gamble. So, yeah. like, there, if you might want to just maybe move down, I wouldn't. Again, if I'm anywhere from five down, I'm just trying to do whatever. You know what I mean? Because there's such a wide range of players that have so close to each other. I said, if I had the fifth pick this year, sixth pick, pick, sixth pick this year, which is still a really good pick, and there's somebody that likes that pick a lot, I'm going to try and get their second and then their first next year. Shit, I'll take their third uh, this year and their first next year. Did you just swear? Yeah, that's how serious I am. Wow, man. All right. So This, this is serious business. Oh, I'm, I'm furious with this class as right now. But again, I think the receiving class in this year is really intriguing because maybe all these guys end up being good, but then at the same time, maybe they're all terrible. That's how that's where it could be. It's such a like a hogwash of nothing that overly excites me. Hodgepodge? Hogwash. Yeah. It's okay. hogwash. No, it's hodgepodge. I know. It's a hodgepodge of that. But to me right. it's it's more hogwash. But, yeah, but it's hodgepodge. nothing. Okay. Gotcha. Uh but now the next guy, who do you have number two on your list? I have Tyler Boyd. I recently, after doing some more research, I had Josh Dotson as number two. I did put Tyler Boyd slightly ahead of him. And okay. I, I'm probably going to flip-flop on this subject multiple times because I really like Josh Dotson, too. Not just because we have the same last name spelled differently. is because the guy is a highlight reel. But there's a couple of things that, after I dug deeper, that I saw a little bit more concerning where I, I feel like I feel like Josh Dotson has a higher ceiling than Tyler Boyd, but I feel like, I, besides Laquan Treadwell, like Tyler Boyd's like the next safest receiver in this class. Where, like, maybe he just ends up being like a really good wide receiver three for your dynasty team. But that's a really good thing to have on your dynasty team is a good wide receiver three. Yeah, but I think Tyler Boyd's going to be better than that, man. And the thing about the thing about like like the uh, the Laquan Treadwells and the Tyler Boyds, I'm sure I, I don't know Josh Dotson's off uh, Josh Dotson's off hand his top 300, but Laquan Treadwell's a top 20 recruit coming out of high school, so it's one of those guys that you pay attention to uh-huh. from the get go. They come in and they. They play immediately. Tyler Boyd was uh, Tyler Boyd Im- immediately produced at Pittsburgh. He was a top three hundred, you know, a top hundred fifty guy uh, for ESPN, and it just Im- immediately was on the scene as a freshman. And he contributed again. We're talking about Tyler Boyd here, number two overall from Pittsburgh, six foot two, two hundred pounds, three year starter, three different quarterbacks. Right. And, but you had stayed consistent. And I wonder how many head coaches they also had, too, because I feel like Pittsburgh shuffles out uh, head coaches crazy. But um, he he's just been a, a contributor from day one, man. Broke Larry Fitzgerald's right, freshman, right. All, all his freshman records, he broke those. Um, he's a really good route runner. He attacks the ball. Has real quick release off the line with instant acceleration. Has great hands, good body control, and good high hand-eye coordination. And here's the thing with uh, Tyler Boyd, what you get. Shows you how good of an athlete he is, right? Played inside. Played outside. Played the slot. He even ran, played some running back, where he averaged 8.3 yards uh, per carry. Had 63 carries for 520 yards and a touchdown. Even played a little QB. He was 3 for 4, 96 yards. Nice. Sounds like Laquan Treadwell. He did the same thing. Did played, you know, did, did uh, punt returns, kickoff returns. Um, he's the all-time leader. Uh, at Pitt with 3,361 yards, 254 receptions. And remember, Larry Fitzgerald went to Pitt. So that's a good, that's a good place oh, to I be number Oh, I know Larry one. Fitzgerald went to Pitt. You know, some of his, his concerns are he's, he's thin, he's lean, he's not a great blocker. Majority of his routes actually came 
within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. So, and him being thin and lean, it's going to lead to some durability concerns. Did have a DUI in 2015 as well. It doesn't really, doesn't really face me. But it's like, he's one of those guys. And for me, it just, when someone, especially, I don't know how many times we talk about this, but I pay more attention to the ACC than any other conference. But right from the get-go, three of his first four games, he had over 100 yards as a freshman. And for whatever reason, Pitt, just going back to the old Big East and whatever the case may be, I just, I follow Pitt slightly. I like enjoy watching them a little bit. So he was on the scene for me. Someone I was like, oh man, this guy, I can't wait. For I'm dynasty. always looking for dynasty, you know? Yeah. So he's just always been in my radar. Just someone that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, to have a chance to draft this guy, hopefully. And he's just done nothing but not disappoint. So I, I consistently good. He's consistently good. So maybe it's just one of those things where I'm slightly biased because I have personally just followed him. It's not one of those things where his name was on a list and I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm going to research these guys since he's at the top. It's just someone that I've already known. Since Uh, day one. Yeah, right. And I know his name. I've known of him for the last couple of years because of you. You, You've told me, hey, Tyler Boyd, Dynasty, you know, you always give me the heads up like years or like you always give me the heads up on a freshman you like. And then from that, I keep track of him just to see. Right, because you know I, mean? I kind of want like if they hit, I like being like, "Ooh, I knew about that guy." Yeah, yeah. Well, and and it, that's that's like a great part of the aspect of the show that you bring to this podcast when we talked about rookies. Because not only are you in a dynasty college, you know, uh, league, but you follow college football extremely close. Right, I just like you know, I like watching you know as many games as I can. Yeah, and know? like so, and like you said, a lot of people come here and they'll see the names on the list, then they'll do the research, and then they'll come back with their own opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally cool. Yeah, that's right. how the scouts do it as well. Right. But you actually follow most of these guys from day one and see, and you make your own opinion, not based on what everybody else is saying. You just come to that conclusion by yourself. Uh, yeah, for the most for the most part, especially the top guys. You know what I mean? That I've probably known about. Them and it helps because some of these guys, when they say hey, this guy's going to be really good, a la Philip Dorsett, and we're like, whoa, 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 hold the tape here. I kind of disagree. I've watched every snap this guy's take. He's good, but he's not that good. Right, absolutely. So Tyler Boyd, yeah, to me, I think he's, I'm safe as of today. I'll flip-flop on this subject, but he's my number two receiver as well. Want to see where he goes. Um, I would love to see him somewhere. I would love to see him somewhere. Like This, for example, like Cleveland takes him number two. Offset of somebody like Josh Gordon with a Jared Goff. And then next year draft, Leonard Fournette. Yes. And then, yeah. Then we're going to the Super Bowl, Super baby. Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Finally, dreams come true. Uh-huh. Dreams come true. I have a buddy that's at the Super Bowl right now. Really? Uh-huh. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, lucky him. Yeah, the thing about the only thing with Tyler Boyd that sucks is the DUI is kind of concerning a little bit. And I guess a little bit. It sucks, but just like. We don't know. know the circumstance of it, right. why it happened, what happened. I it don't just, think it's really. Uh, and but in, in his stats did t- I mean he had more receptions this, this past year than he did previous years, but yards were down, averages down. But, but that again, he's he's had three different quarterbacks. Right. Absolutely. And, and Pitt's not uh they're not what they used to it's not the, uh, you know, sixties, seventies Pitt. This is new age Pitt. They're just they're not uh perennial top school anymore yeah. for football. And we can safe to say that you would take Tyler Boyd at over every running back besides Ezekiel Elliott, I'm assuming because that's why I look at it. Like, he's my next pick, and I'm feeling safe about it. Yeah. Again, to me, these two receivers, I feel the most comfortable way coming away from this draft now 
look at them now. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I feel good with these guys on my roster. Right. That, that's that's how. Uh, yeah. There's there's just a gap, you know. Before I would take Derrick Henry. So. So and the next guy, Josh Dotson, TCU, similar size, six foot two, 195 pounds. So, size wise, him and Tyler Boyd compare very closely. Now, Josh Dotson is a highlight. If you like highlight reels, you need to watch Josh Dotson's highlight reel. Finish the year injured, so there's injury concerns. But again, this guy has excellent leaping ability. I mean, his body control, his hands, it's, it's, they're magnificent, man. This guy can go up there and win the 50-50 battle every time. He can make the off-target catches. I mean, his QB wasn't great, so he was making catches all over the place. You know what I mean? He could box out defenders. He has great focus. He's just a highlight reel who played in an air raid offense. Now, that's a concern. You know what I mean? Because when you play an air raid offense, you don't run a lot of routes. You run right. no routes almost. Right. So that's a huge concern. And yeah, it's a- kind of like similar to, you, you know, those like the, the TCUs, the Texas Tech, Baylor. Baylor that, like those are just some of the concerns that I have about those type of schools. I'm not saying that it can't translate, but that just, you know, hey, you're not doing it pro style. The most of know? them don't. Tra- the problem is most of them don't trans- right. translate. And when we get to Corey Coleman, this is exactly this is going to be a huge concern. Oh, for he's me. smaller too, though, and he's smaller, way and smaller. You know, and you know how we feel about that right off the bat. Yeah, it just don't. You know. I'm much rather gamble on a big receiver. The big concern I have with Josh Dotson too is with his frame is he doesn't get off the line well at all. He leaves his shoulder pads open. He gets eaten up on press coverage at the line of scrimmage. He just exposes his chest. The cornerbacks get onto his hands. He doesn't have like a counter move to get the hands off of him. So he's held up at the line a lot, and that's at TCU. So he needs to get a little bit more muscular. He needs to get a little hand slap to get those hands away as well. And, you know, Josh Dotson, I'm really intrigued. I got to see his 40 time at the combine. But on tape, he doesn't look like he's a blazer. So his 40 time is going to be important to me. He does take long strides, kind of like Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell is not a burner, but he takes really long strides. And again, we just saw Eddie Lacy at the end of the season bust a 70 yard run. So if Eddie Lacy can outrun some defenders, Anybody can outrun some defenders. Right. Um, and, you know, so his deep speed, his explosiveness, and his route one, running are going to be his biggest concerns about Josh Dotson. So where Josh Dotson's highlight reel is better than Tyler Boyd's, there's more concerns for Josh Dotson at the next level than there is for Tyler Boyd for me, which made me flip-flop currently to have him as my number three receiver. So when you talk about it, you, you flip-flop? Yeah. Or no? Okay. Well, no, when I did more research, because obviously when you're looking at highlight film and stuff, you're like, oh, I love Josh Dotson. Like, it's easy. It's easy. You can never just, like, Google somebody's highlight tape and watch it and, like, that's, yeah, that's why I'm taking this guy. Because everybody's highlight tape is going to look good. Josh right. Dotson's t- highlight, highlight reel looks better than Tyler Boyd's. Right. When you watch but game film on it, when you watch a whole game, that's where some of the concerns start to come into right. effect. One thing I just went, dude, TCU had a good quarterback. Trayvon Boykin was pretty good. I don't know if you, you know, I know he had some issues at the end of the year, like legal issues. Just accuracy wasn't. Okay. But, I mean, mean, he was a good college quarterback, though. I just I just saw a lot of, like, I mean, for him. For, not that this means anything to the, what we were talking about, but however, but you said they didn't have a good quarterback. Well, I don't know had, a lot about Boykin. Yeah. I just know when I watched a lot of some of this film that a lot of the passes were off target. Okay. That's how I, I mean, that's what I'm judging at. You know, I, I don't study Boykin, so I don't know. And I'm not talking about for the NFL. I'm just saying, hey, for what it was, for t- that, that, he's 
pretty good. He's a TCU quarterback. quarterback. They right. should look. Yeah. And TCU is good. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you expect him to be yeah. good. It's just when I saw him, I saw him make a lot of like he's catches. A, he's a dual. Th- he's a dual threat type quarterback. You okay, know, so. that makes sense. I mean, you know, he's rushes for your, whatever. Is I, Josh Dotson your number three rookie? rookie? Yes, he is. I, I and my concern is just like, hey, the offense you, you're you're coming out of. You know, you could put up all these six stats, like, you know, it, I I just. I can just see Tyler Boyd's game for to me is a better chance of translating to the NFL. No, I like to see Josh Dotson. Cleveland, Atlanta. Oh, okay. Offset, offset in Julio Jones. Julio Jones just the lead of everything he does. I would like to see somebody like Josh Dotson, where Julio will get double covered, du- double covered, mm-hmm. to get open on the outside and be you know be that big playmaker. And there is definitely a chance for someone to be good opposite of Julio Jones because even remember when. Uh, at the start of the season, Leonard, Leonard Hagerson, Hagerson was shining a little bit. Yeah. You know, they, they there's definitely so, you know Roddy White is old and dead. You know what yeah, I mean? He's so move, a little moldy. Yeah, time to move on. You yeah. know, so there's you definitely smell the lunch meat, and you're like, yeah. can I? Yeah, eat that this? would be a good landing spot. I think he's great. I mean, he's somebody that I would draft ahead, again ahead of Derrick Henry. So concurred. Um, you know, and, and I can see what you're saying. Like, you know, taking him over Tyler Boyd, I could see. I mean, it, it just unbelievable statistics, highlight reel. I mean, you know, at 14 touchdowns, 1,300 yards, ton of catches. But that's the type of offense they play in. Correct. So it's a little bit, just a little bit slanted. You've got to be able to I mean? run routes and in the NFL to succeed on a consistent basis. And when you play in the Big 12, it's just that sty- that's the style that they play compared to the ACC, for example, and Tyler Boyd. They play just a completely different style of football. So I think that just lends to you're not going to get the highlight, you know, the amazing highlight reel that you might see. It's like so, playing receiver in the Big Ten. You're not getting the highlight reel that you'd want to have. No. Which brings us to our next receiver. Okay. Michael Thomas, Ohio State. Now, he's 6'3", 210. He is, the, I, he is the ideal NFL frame, right? This guy just has ideal frame. Coincidentally enough, too, his uncle, Keyshawn Johnson. Former number one overall pick, Keyshawn Johnson. Key. He's awesome. And what's funny about that is, if I had to compare Michael John- Thomas to somebody, like an old school guy, I would compare him to Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. Really good comp. Because, you know, Michael Thomas has really good hands, really good body control. He showed he can run routes to the NFL. He made some really nice toe-tapping catches uh, at Ohio State as well. I know Matt loved Michael Thomas when he was there. Loved. He said, this guy's going to be a stud. Probably in Ohio State, definitely like quarterback, you know, flip-flopping going down there too. He didn't really have a lot of time to shine. There's not a lot of good tape on him. He does have good footwork. Um, and his biggest problem is he's not overly fast. He's not explosive. He's not proven at anything. I mean, he only had two career 100-yard games at Ohio State. And early on, he had a lot of trouble learning office, the offense. He actually registered his second year, hmm. not his first year. He played. Played limited, they redshirted him, then they brought him back. Okay. So there's not a lot of tape on You know, even when we won the national championship, you know, Devin Smith wasn't the best receiver in Ohio State. It was Michael Thomas. Right. And that, I mean, but that, again, that kind of goes to, um, you know, it's the type of offense Ohio State runs. Correct. You exactly. know what I mean? It's not, it's not like TCU's offense, it's not a uh, stat padding type of offense you know and that's how you play in the big 10 you know so um but from what everybody's saying because you 
if you listen to any sports talk radio, we're from Cleveland. You listen to any, unfortunately, I get way more Ohio State information oh, than I great. possibly want. Yeah. Um, I, it, everyone just said how complete of a wide receiver he is. Seems like he's going to be, he's a, a fringe first round draft pick. He is. Which, you know, that, that, that bodes well. He just seems like a really complete receiver. I just don't know. Um, if he will be a number one wide receiver. You know what I mean? So then, so now you're drafting a guy high that is going to be, you know, could be a really good number two wide receiver in the NFL. But could he, is he one of these guys that could be the the candidate that's like, hey, this guy is better for his NFL team than he is for your fantasy team? It depends where he goes. Okay. To me, when I, Keyshawn was a possession receiver, correct? Yes. That's what Michael Thomas seems to me. Okay. Only because he's not really explosive. You know, he's not an explosive receiver. So, to me, is that a bad thing? No. Jarvis Landry's a possession receiver. Right, yeah. Okay? That's true. That's true. And now, he's bigger than Jarvis Landry. But he has the size, you know what I mean, to go up and get the ball. He has good hands. And maybe, you know, sometimes we overrate speed. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just overrated aspect of the game where – for home run threats, that yeah, you kind of need that. But I think Michael Thomas could be good enough. Where do I think he'd be like a number one receiver in NFL? Probably not. But do I think he'd be a really good receiver in NFL? Yes. Yeah. So and in, t- in today's NFL offenses, you can have two number one receivers. Oh no, you certainly can. And, and there's been a lot. There's been plenty of examples of in that. Arizona. You would start John Brown, Michael Floyd, and Larry Fitzgerald. You'd be yeah. okay starting all three of those guys on right. your roster right. in a week if you had to. So. Again, I'm not trying to disparage, but I think what I was trying to maybe establish is, hey, maybe there's the, maybe there's that line, like uh, the cutoff for the next tier. I agree. I think, I think, to me, because I it's, can just, think, it's I a can big see... question mark about Michael Thomas. I think he could be right up there talent-wise with Tyler Boyd and Josh Dotson to be good as those guys. It's just there's just so little tape, and there's so much, there's so little to go on. It's kind of hard to really put him up there, but he has the size. And he has the talent to play receiver in the NFL. It's just yeah, that, can he that, produce? Yeah, because we see tons of guys with size and athleticism, but they never put it together. Right. I see Michael Thomas being a good receiver. I feel really comfortable with him on my dynasty team. I just I'm just not I'm not walking away after draft going yeah I got my number one wide receiver. I'm hoping if I draft Michael Thomas, I see my ceiling. I'm hoping I'm like hey I hope I get like a really good like you know wide receiver eighteen. You know what I mean? I'd be really happy with that. Like a good wide receiver, too. Like a mid-range wide receiver, too, coming away like that. Like a, a Vincent Jackson. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe maybe two years he, he like flirts with wide receiver one numbers. But for the most time, he's wide receiver two for like six years. I get that on Michael Thomas. I'm extremely happy. Extremely happy. But again, high ceiling, low floor. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I would say super high ceiling. No. I see a low floor, though. It's foggy enough where I, I, I can't see that. I think so maybe some people behind him might have a chance to have higher ceilings. But I think, because I don't want to sound like I'm like dogging Michael Thomas at all, but just because the, the, the style or the, I just, I'm just, I think he's going to be a really good NFL receiver. I'm just wondering stats-wise if he's going to accumulate the stats. I want to see him in the combine really bad. Yeah. I do. I want to see him in the combine really bad. He's one of those players that like I'm keeping my eye on. And again, Subject to change. Right. You remember? Remember John Brown come out, came out of nowhere? 
Right. Things are subject to change. Always subject to change. So now Hard I'm interested. To change. For me, after Michael Thomas, that's where everything. Like for me, those are my top four locked okay, in. So you, so you have those. You have, you have him tiered in with those other guys. Where I have him, okay. I, for safer for me, if you're going to do tiers, tier one Treadwell. Right. Tier two, Boyd and uh, Dotson. Uh huh. Tier three, Michael Thomas, all by himself. Okay. Then the door just gets blown off the hinges. Okay. We're blowing the doors off. All right. Who do you have at number five? Because I'm going to shock you with my number five. You're going to shock me with number five? Uh, you know, I tweeted out uh, my uh, rankings before. I'm, I'm already changing them. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I would have Corey Coleman. So, I mean, I know. That's so what I've written down in right. front of me. And I feel like I have them only written down there because that's where everybody else has them. You know what I mean? Right. But let me tell you, I have a lot of concerns about Corey Coleman. Right. But I, Coming but from again, Baylor, he's only 5'10", 190 pounds. I do not like 5'10", 190 pound receivers. Right there, you're already starting with a disadvantage. You're already starting with the odds against you, right? He's a vertical threat who catches the ball and he can go. He's one step and can be a top speed. He has excellent deep ball ability. He tracks the ball really well. Um, he adjusts very well. Kind of like Devin Smith out of Ohio State. Problem is, is his size is a huge concern for me. He played in the Baylor offense. He had a lot of drops over the middle, which shows me that he's kind of scared to go over the middle because he's kind of small. Lots of drops over the middle. You call those focus drops. And Baylor, again, you don't, when you go to Baylor, they don't ask you to run routes at Baylor. No, I mean, it's the same thing as, as uh, TCU. Almost all his production, almost all of it came on, literally almost all of his production came on hitches and go routes and in cuts. And how many successful wide receivers have come out of Baylor? Josh Gordon. Who wasn't even really technically, he was at Baylor for a year. He's from Baylor, man. I guess, yeah. You asked, I gave a name, man. I mean, next best, Kendall Wright. Yeah, maybe. Besides that, I mean, well, all these guys that come out of Baylor are highly touted. None of them translate to the NFL. Okay. To I mean, me, he had better stats than Josh Dotson. Oh, yeah. Well, again, I think part of this, I, I'm not, I, stats I'm not overly concerned about. No, I'm just I mean? saying, like, you're acting like he sucked. Andre William was a Heisman finalist we, who we liked. He had mind-blown stats running back. Right. Again. But, I mean, but, 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 like, I guess, like, I feel like now, like, you're acting like he sucks. Oh, I don't think he sucks. Okay. There's lots of players that are really because good in I college. Would, like, because me, personally, I, I, would ha- I would take him over, I, I would take him before. Any of the other guys. Before I took the Ohio State wide receiver, only because I feel like there's a higher ceiling. See, like no what way. if what if he went to the if he went to the right place, either yeah. No, sure. but now remember, uh Brandon Cooks went to the right place. Right, and he shot right up the board. Shot it up the board. Let's shot see, right up the board. Man. Let's see where he goes. I can subject to change. Again, it's just it's almost like at this point taking a Wisconsin running back. You know what I mean? It's kinda like mm. I'm not nobody's he nobody from Baylor has done it, man. He's a product of the system, and he's really, really small. Again, for you to say you take him over Michael Thomas, I'm taking the 6'3", 210 guys with NFL pedigree in the bloodline over Corey Coleman every day of the week. Very athletic. Very athletic. Very productive at Baylor. Yeah, for two years. But tons of people come out of productive at Baylor. So that's uh, that's my whole point. Nobody's ever translated from Baylor to NFL. Nobody. I mean, I just told you Josh Gordon did. Okay. You got one year of Josh Gordon so far. But still. I agree. Okay. But he, he, Josh the Browns gave up three. A, the Browns gave up a second round pick for Josh him. Gordon's six foot three. 
If you if, if Corey Coleman was six foot one and did all this, I'm I'm doing jumping jacks. I have him as my number three overall player. All right. But he's not. He's five ten and 190 pounds. Okay. But then again, you know, Tyler Lockett's pretty small too. There's t- Tony Brown's pretty small. There's tons of small receivers. Right. That's what I mean, like I I know generally speaking, that's you know, like one of our you know, one of the things we always like just focus in on. But um uh, my my biggest concern, yeah, size is definitely a concern, but like the same concerns with uh, Dotson is the the offense that they played in college might you know inflate what you're looking yeah. at. You know what and I'm saying? And this is where sometimes like, but I would rather take that over. Uh, you know, I would I think in in this particular instance, I would just have I would have them flip flopped. So I, I have my rankings here because I, I would rather to our listeners. I, I would rather have. Uh, a chance, like he, he. There's a chance he could be really, really good. He he's could be, off my board. Off your board? I just wouldn't draft him, man. Okay. Like, say, say for example, I have pick one eight, right? And we named what already four receivers, and then say mm-hmm. it goes three running backs. Say it goes, say Elliott's off the board, Henry's off the board, and say it's Alex Collins. I'm taking, I'm taking Paul Perkins. You know, what I mean? I'm just taking somebody else. I'm not, I'm not taking Corey Coleman. And for the next guy on my list, who I probably would take. Um, it's going to, as of now, this is as of today, again, this is way too early. And I know people are going to probably get at me because they're going to say I'm a homer pick, but I have Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller, six foot one, two Oh five. He's just a playmaker with the ball in his hands, man. Extremely, extremely athletic, excellent size, excellent speed, excellent athleticism. He's so elusive. The problem with Braxton Miller is he's so raw. He only played receiver for one right. year. Yeah. But he's just been dominating everything that he's doing in the offseason, too. If he goes, and during the, this past season. Exactly. So if he goes to some, again, I want to see where he lands. Like if Braxton Miller landed in Cleveland, I'm like, up, oh, poo poo platter. I'm, he's off my board. Braxton Miller lands in New England. Braxton Miller lands in Arizona. You know, it depends where Braxton Miller lands. His ceiling is really, really high. Again, I've seen what he can do with the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. I like what I've seen. I like his size. He's a really big kid. So for me, if I'm taking a gamble, he's somebody I'm willing to gamble on. Okay. And this is, again, this is early. It's way too early. This is how I said last week how uh, Paul Perkins could be the guy I see who could be my biggest riser. I can certainly see me dropping down on Braxton Miller as I dig more and more into the other receivers. But to me, as of right now, it's such a hodgepodge for these guys. Not a hogwash, a hodgepodge. Yeah. I'm willing to gamble on somebody like him, who's who's gotten better at receiver every single week, who do, who has who is extremely athletic, and we've seen people, tran, you know, go from quarterback to receiver and have success lately in the NFL. I'm willing to gamble on Braxton Miller here. Okay, I would probably take Will Fuller from Notre Dame at okay. this spot. However, like Braxton Miller is one of those guys for me, like he, he's intriguing. Like I I would like to see where he goes in the draft. Uh huh. To see like what type of investment an NFL team puts, like if he ends up going like third round or something like that, then I'm like, eh, you know, like whatever. I'll just have him a little. I'll have him, you it'll, know, it'll the drop second. Down. He'll drop down. But if someone puts a first round tag on him, then I'll say, then I will be my eyebrows will be raised, and I can see at this point, you know, taking him after the Michael Thomas, the Corey Coleman, you know, correct, but. Um, as of right now, just 
as of right now, a little too high for me okay. because I would just want to see where he gets drafted to see if an NFL team believes that his transition is complete and he it's is worth the investment. Worth, can worth the investment to make him. And it's a, wide and that, receiver. Now, obviously, we're not NFL scouts. So I believe no, that we're, he just, be, we're just guys, man. And we look at, you know, we look at stuff, we talk about, you know, and we're yeah. not, we're not paid to scouts. So. Exactly. So I see that. I think from what I've seen it watching his entire career that he can be molded in something like that so that I'm just making a pre early same thing kind of before. Like, so when it does happen, I can be like, see, I told you Braxton Miller was, you know, right, I had so him you, there, you think, five. you think he might be a first round pick. I think, I he, mean, there's run. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it, you know, I I've think it's going to be a second round pick. Okay. I think he, I think he's almost locked in as a second-round pick. I think even the fact that he can play a little QB, QB kind of helps him at the next level as well. You know what I mean? Just, like just an emergency? Emergency guy. Um, but you said Will Fuller. He's an intriguing prospect out of Notre Dame. Six foot, 184 pounds. Really skinny dude, man. He's real thin. He's real yeah, lean. Yeah, six foot, 184, man. Real fast. He's a burner. He high points the ball. He tracks the ball really well. He's really good in open field. He's quick off the line. Fights for the ball. Runs good routes, caught tons of balls over the middle, and has a really good cutting ability. But again, he's very lean, so he's going to struggle against press coverage. He did have some drops, and he does have some body catches as well. But Will Fuller is an intriguing prospect. Again, real lean guy. Six foot, he needs to add some muscle to that body. Right, and I don't think that that's out. I mean, you're six foot, 100. I mean, that's really thin. Like, I feel like you should be able to. You should be able to add some weight on yeah. that if he gets on an NFL an NFL regiment. You know what I mean? He like, should be. Able, right. If you're six foot, you need to be two hundred pounds, man. Absolutely, you need to be in the right. NFL. You 184 pounds, you're gonna get cracked. You're gonna get broken. You know what I mean? You're gonna get knocked off the. You're gonna get knocked off the ball. Right. But, I just like I don't in the in the long run <laughs> of, of dynasty. I just don't see that being an issue. You know, um, he's coming out after his uh, after his junior year. I really, you know, Notre Dame, you know, they, they play a, a traditional, uh, they, they, they play more like a NFL traditional offense. Yeah. yeah for Brian the most, for there, the yeah. most, for the most part, you know, I know they do They have sometimes they flip flop with their QBs and things like that, but a, starkly different than what you see at TCU and Baylor, I guess what, yes. what I should say. Um, cause I don't know if they necessarily play pro style but it's more it's more most more closely resembles um yeah so and he, and he he was productive very productive for two years in a row there right so for me will fuller is a nice i could see him being a day two pick yeah, he's, uh, he's just more like because at this point like at the wide receivers i think like once you touched on um uh braxton miller like i think like right before that Corey coleman and um uh, Michael Thomas, just depend for me, depending on, you know, if you want to go boom or bust, I'm certainly not going to fault anyone from going Thomas and then Corey Coleman, whatever. That's totally cool. Um, just, you know, it's boom, bust, boom or bust, which, what style you like, you want to go safe or you want, and there's sometimes I feel like going safe and then sometimes I don't. So, yeah, it but really then, does taste, it depends on the player. You're like, okay, you know what? This up to this, this gamble is worth the gamble. Right. If he, and if he misses, I don't feel horrible about it because I right. knew I was taking a risk anyways. Right. You know so I mean? then after that, now, you know, you brought up Braxton. That's not where I would go at that particular spot. I could go that way, though. But I think what I'm trying to get at is it, once you hit this, this spot, I think there's just a big group of guys right hogwash. now, a big hogwash of guys <laughs> that you just like are, um, 
you know, as of right now, I'm just not sure which. In the second week of February, we don't know where we're at. Yeah, I'm not sure in which direction I want to go. So, yeah, I mean, but I agree. We're in a hodgepodge of receivers. We're a potpourri, if you will. Oh, a little smelly potpourri, if not. Um, but, our, I mean, these are, these are all going to change. This is all subject to change, and it will change. You know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to switch. This is too early to say for sure the list. But this is our list today. And it's good to have a list today because right. it's good to be prepared. And, and, and like, it, with there being, like, a kind of a, a group of guys, like, for me, like, it kind of stops after uh, Michael Thomas and Corey Coleman, like I said. Uh, Will, like, for us, we have, like. Braxton Miller, Will Fuller. The, these could all. Leontay Carew. Leontay Carew, I know you wanted to touch on him. I had a couple guys like I we can I can just throw in at the end at a quick run. Okay, let's but. do let's do a quick. Let me give you a quick bio uh, bio on Leontay Carew. Cool, because he's somebody kind of reminds me of Anquan Bolden. And he went in the first round of my or a rookie mock draft as of uh, the other day. And I can so. I can see him being a first. He's somebody to me. He kind of falls maybe into that safe category. You okay. know what I mean? Somebody who could be kind of like Anquan Bolden could be pretty good. But like his maybe his ceiling's gonna be like a wide receiver too, but maybe not because the guy's gonna be a really good red zone threat. Okay. He's six foot, two hundred and five pounds, really strong, real muscular, really, really good leaping ability. His excellent hands. He he dropped almost no balls in college, okay? And he could box out his defenders. So he's got a good vertical. The big thing with him is he doesn't really get in and out of his breaks really well. He has really tight hips. Um and he has short arms. You know, he could be like an alligator almost. A T Rex. Yeah, he's not a burner, so he doesn't have the speed. So, so he reminds me of an Anquan Bolden. And he went to Rutgers. Uh, again, somebody that let's see where he goes, but he could be like a nice possession receiver, a nice red zone threat. Right, and he's so, and we're bringing him up because he's a fringe first round guy. Fringe first rounder for your rookie draft right. as of today. Right, and there's other guys on the list. Anyone mentioned some too? Uh, like you know, Sterling Shepard on your list. Uh, he's yeah, he's definitely on my Oklahoma. list. Oklahoma. Too uh, small for me. Okay. I, I'm just saying, but he's in that group. I like yes. the Runya Wilson. I'm um, just someone that I... I like the Runya Wilson, yeah, too. He's a big, big boy. He's like 6'6", six, six, isn't he? Yeah. 6'4", uh, I six, believe. 6'4", okay. Yeah. Whatever. He's really big. He's big. on my list. Of dig- I haven't dug deeper into the Runya Wilson yet, but from what I've seen, like the very limited I've seen, I can see him rising on my ranks. Go on. Um, Mike Williams from Southern Miss is rising up the charts pretty good. So. Mike Thomas? Mike Thomas, excuse me. Yes, sorry. He yeah. he's somebody I I have I have his name. He's my number one guy off the list that I have that could be the biggest riser. Again, he's somebody that's six one, two hundred pounds, Southern Myth, so, Southern Miss, uh, really intrigues me as well. Yeah, and then uh, someone just like in the deeper deeper rounds that I like, like uh, give you like a yeah, around f- around four, um. Sharon Peak from Clemson, I like. I don't know if I pronounced his first name right. Just kind of one of those guys that goes along with, hey, you're so happy to be watching Sammy Watkins, and you notice DeAndre Hopkins. You're watching DeAndre Hopkins, and you notice Martavius Bryant. Bryant. This is one of the, he was the number three wide receiver there for uh-huh. a little bit, and now it's time for him to be uh, draft eligible. And I know I'm for sure I probably pronounced his first name wrong, but just someone that just kind of like, Oh, that dude's intriguing. So when we start digging deeper in our wide receivers, he'll be on our right. list. Deep, deep, you know, like a, a sneak, if you will. Pharaoh Cooper from USC. Right. Something to watch as well. Yeah. And there'll be more guys. Tons of receivers. You got any more deeper guys for us? I actually took Pharaoh Cooper 
in the second round at 2.5, uh, USC being uh, South Carolina, um, not USC. University that, of South Carolina. Yeah, yeah right. That's what I, meant. Um, I said USC, uh, Southern Cal. Right. And, I, and when you're in South Carolina, they say USC like it's USC, uh-huh. but it's not USC. They're I should have said South Carolina. Yeah, no, that's cool, though. I, that's well, why you're I, here to correct me. I just, well, I just wanted to be clear. So you don't get the you negative should, tweets like. Why are you looking at me like I'm stupid then? Well, I just wanted to be, you know, cl- clear the you're air. You my Twitter handle. Yes, yeah, so I didn't Thank want you. people to blast it. you like you didn't know what you're talking about. Um, I actually I took him at two point five on the rookie draft. Uh-huh. So hey, that's you know mid second round guy. He I, he's on my list of digging deeper. You know, I have so much. There's so much more like tape I have to watch. There's still so much more notes I have to take. Uh, but I feel comfortable with the list that we have now. I think like all the guys that we brought up today, whether we went in depth with the bio or we just gave you a quick rundown right now, uh, to me those are the players. I mean, outside of Peak, he was my just hey, I'm throwing, giving you a sneak, uh-huh. a late round Alan Hearns type sneak. Oh, you know? oh I mean, not oh, that, that deep, that, not that deep. That one panned out tremendously, right, so but, hopefully um, it works out for him too. But I guess like the the people that we talked about, those, those to me are the players. That's a consensus board between you, between I, between Matt. Correct. Yeah, I would assume Matt's probably on the same board. I believe so as yeah. well. We're usually all on the same page. And I'm contest. sure he's probably got a sneak too. You know, oh, running well, backs that we talked about last week. There's no sneaks for me. Well, I give you that Terrell Watson from. Uh, oh, you did. Yeah, you did. Pacific. Right, you did. So yeah, Christian Okoye. Yeah. In, yeah, so we're, nightmare. Yeah, so we are giving sneaks this week. And we'll have more. Oh, we'll have more. Yeah. I always every year. I've been lucky enough every year I find a sneak at the combine because I love to watch the combine and find out one guy who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And it usually translates where he actually turns out to be productive. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking for that guy at the combine. And I'll, I'll, after the combine, I come in like, oh, here's my guy. Don't force this it, This is though. my guy. Don't, don't make a pick if you don't have to. No, you don't want to ruin your rap. There you know? is years where I haven't had a guy where yeah. I haven't picked a no guy. One's, no one's stepped up. Nobody stepped up. It's always that one drill where you got to run the straight line, turn left, right. Oh, I love oh, that drill. Love That's that my drill. favorite one. If you, if you watch that drill, man, if you watch a guy, he runs perfectly straight, and he grabs those ballers, ball the ball with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> you love those guys that grab oh. balls on a straight line. On a straight line. Straight and arrow, right? Yeah. Uh not that there's anything wrong. It says with a that, lot. But, it yeah. says a lot. So I've 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 come away with the combine. Like, you know, I should be hired by the Browns. I've I could definitely done a way better job drafting than they have. So we talked about, let's just recap real quick. We talked Treadwell. Treadwell number one. Uh-huh. Boyd number two. Boyd number two. Dotson three. What a name. Yeah, it's a good name. Then uh, we both agreed Michael Thomas number. No, no, we didn't agree. Eh, yeah, I mean, but either way, same group. I can go either okay. way. Thomas four. Right. I would. I would have to be on the clock, but I would probably go Corey Coleman today. Okay. And, um, and Michael Thomas. At Michael that, Thomas. Right. Then. Uh, for me, it was Will Fuller. Right, and then you. Well, went, you said Corey Coleman. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then I right. had Corey Coleman. Even right. though I'm kind of down on him. Okay, so we flip flop those two. Then I had Braxton Miller. You had Will, Will Fuller. Fuller, but I could go Braxton Miller after okay. that. It's depending on depending on the landing spot, right? Then Leontay Carew. Okay, and then it's kind of like yeah. Then you got your Farrell D- Cooper, Darunya St- Wilson, Sterling Shepard, uh, Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas, right? Mike Thomas would probably be a riser, not a faller from Southern Miss, right? So that, there you have it. That's a that's an early dose of receivers. Cool. No, even no. We'll do quarterbacks and tight ends, but we'll do that after the combine. There's no really, you know, it's kind of it's so hard to predict QBs unless you know they're going to be sweet. I mean, like we knew Jameis Winston was going to be sweet. All right. There's three QBs, four QBs, four, four yeah. for me. All right. But like 
I still think NFL I think Cardale Jones will be a better NFL QB than he was college QB. Okay. With the right tutelage. Yeah. But right now it's Goff, went Carson Wentz, uh, Paxton Lynch. Right. Then Cardale and Christian Hackenberg. Okay. I think Hackenberg's terrible though. Yeah, I not. Bad I mean, coaches, I have though. some bad peop- coaches. I have some people that try to tell me otherwise. I just never saw it. I never saw. I heard his name forever. Just never saw. Oh, it he was either. like the best QB coming out of high school. Yeah, him and Andrew Luck were BFFs. I mean, dude. And then all of a sudden, I watch his tape and I was like, "This guy's terrible." I mean, dude. I'm sure there's plenty of reasons for it because I've gotten all the reasons by a couple people that I know that like Penn State. Uh-huh. Um, but for man, another show, for another another time, yeah. In so. the meantime, you can always hit up DynastyNerds.com and check out our rookie rankings there. You can check out our top 200 Dynasty rankings as well. We also have ADP on there for free. If you'd like to join an ADP draft and do mock drafts, in the meantime, hit up at DynastyADPKyle. You can follow me on Twitter at DynastyRich. I'm at DynastyNerdMike. You can follow the site at DynastyNerds. Check out DynastyNerds.com every single day. Do it. Do it. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, that's it, man. Buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt on DynastyNerds.com. Literally the most comfortable shirt you will ever wear. Yeah, I would agree. I give you my 100%. I say that 100% confidence. Yeah, these tri-blends are awesome. Yeah, it's not something I say like to say just to sell them. I mean, buy one if you want. You should. I mean, if you like wearing comfortable t-shirts and you wear, and you know, like if you like cool t-shirts, like, you know, and you buy, like if you buy tri-blend you don't like wearing those t-shirts that you 100% get cotton. those 100 percent bacon crunch. collars right yeah if you are a t-shirt guy which i am i'm total t-shirt guy right you will love this shirt it's the best t-shirt you could possibly buy right it has our logo so it makes it even better yeah and they come in black or gray i'm telling you man nothing's but be- nothing says that you're serious and you mean business showing up to your rookie draft and your dynasty nerd t-shirt you're going to come up with a great draft. Yeah, because they're probably using our site anyways. True story. Yeah. You should, yeah. too. I'm sure you cool. do if you listen to podcasts. Right. Well, until then, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be wearing different clothes, hopefully. All right. All right. Bye. Uh, later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.